Hello, we're back. Yes, we're back. Yay, thank, thank you for um bearing with me, Rachel. I was having a little meltdown. Things are better. Yeah, it's okay. I was I was going through some shit too, so no problem. The break was needed. Uh thanks mostly to our listeners for sticking with us. Oh um, god, yeah, whoever whoever did. <laughs> thank yeah. you. I hope that you didn't mind uh, the few short stories that I put out and the best of. The best of was really funny. Um, Terry finished it out with the um, the whole tushy debacle. So <laughs> <laughs> that was that was so fucking funny. <laughs> like honestly, top 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 two episodes right there just for that. I forget what episode that even was. Even it was remember. one of the yeah. first. Yeah, I don't even remember what what we discussed in the. I just remember the tushy incident, and I was like, ah. "Well, were we were we talking about bidets?" Yeah, well, it was right around the beginning of the coronavirus because, like, I said something like, "The virus doesn't make you shit yourself." Newsflash: It can. We just found. Oh, that because out. because the, the toilet bidets. paper was gone. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I posted about it, and someone, yeah, and then my friend's mom commented tushy dot com, and it was just straight anal porn. <laughs> So, <laughs> and oh. I think I laughed so hard. I cried for like you a did, solid. You did. And it was funny. Like I was laughing at that, but I was laughing. I ended up laughing more at your laughing because you were just like losing your shit. It was so funny. Uh, yeah. I, I love whenever I laugh more at people losing their shit than the actual stuff that's going on. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Especially if they have a funny laugh or they're laughing so hard that like no noise is coming out, which I think is what's yeah. happening to you. <laughs> yeah. My uh, so um, Destiny and Josh uh, came over um, and uh, Josh doesn't really have eyebrows anymore. What? Like he has alopecia and like his eyebrows. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh no, he, it's funny. I thought, he, it's... I thought he burned them off or something. No, no. And you know Destiny and Josh. I know, um, but I don't remember him not really they're having just, eyebrows. They're very blonde and like not there. Oh, like the okay. hair that is there is very blonde, and he has alopecia, so like you know, it must not be that noticeable because yeah, it's not. He looks normal without them, but I think it's also because that's how we've all known him for so long. Okay. So, well, and sometimes when you have like that blonde, like that light of eyebrows, they just don't look that prominent. Like I would look crazy right. because my eyebrows are like black. <laughs> right, right. So we ordered eyebrow tattoos because we wanted to see what he'd look like with <laughs> eyebrows. Um, Why didn't you just use like an eyebrow pencil or something? Well, I did after that. And then I gave him like the best eyebrows I've ever seen in my life. But nice. we wanted to do the tattoos because why not? So we did the tattoos. Becky, I kid you not, I laughed for a solid <laughs> 15 minutes to the point where I was sobbing. My stomach hurt so bad because every time I'd try and stop, he'd raise his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> it just looked so funny. It was so good. And then he kept laughing because I was like on the floor crying, laughing. So it was not like, yeah, I just... Anytime someone goes through like laughing like that, it's almost better than the actual thing that's making everyone laugh. No, it really is. Wait, and I was just going through our text because do you remember like a what like a few weeks ago maybe I sent you that one picture of this this girl I used to be friends with? Yes. Um, yeah, and I commented on her shitty eyebrows. Uh, her I, her eyebrows <laughs> 
I said I, I sent the picture to Lauren and she just sends back and this sent me into like a laughing spiral. She just sent back woof. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh, that's so good. I uh I had a picture in here of just his eyebrows and I'm kind of disappointed. I want to send it to you because I think you're going to you're going to fucking crack up. Like Well, I was just going to say like how dare you not take a picture. Oh, we took videos of it. It was like it was a great time. Um and we all solidly laughed for uh just it was the highlight of my weekend. We were making centerpieces for um Destiny's wedding is what why we were together and I'm just going to have to send you the video, but you just uh, just don't play the sound because I don't know what the hell we're talking about. I think it's literally okay. just us laughing. <laughs> okay. Um, um, wait, what was I just going to say? Oh, fuck. God damn it. I forget. Uh, wah, it's, wah. It's, it's gone. Well, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, you're going to you're going to really enjoy it. Um, it's a great time. But yeah, so what? Uh, oh, it just went through. But you okay, can kind of get a glimpse right there at the picture. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, let me turn down the sound. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's literally just me laughing, and that's all you're gonna hear, but he just looks he <laughs> he just looks permanently surprised. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that was and Josh, he's so silly. He's such he a is. silly man. He's so funny, and it, so it just made it so much better, you know. And he was <laughs> like so that. willing to do it too. Like that's that's why we love him. I, yes, those kind of people are the best because, like, you can just have them do anything, and they don't take anything seriously or get no like, embarrassed by anything. Which I take myself way too seriously and get embarrassed by everything. So right. those kind of people are refreshing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just such a good time. Oh. Well, I have yeah. a good icebreaker that Lauren gave me. Okay. Lauren Lauren might as well just be like uh some kind of like associate on this show because I just get really? all my I just get like stories from her. I get ideas from her. So thank She's you, Lauren. Thanks, yes. Lauren. Um so she sent me a meme and she's like, can this be your next icebreaker? And I was like, hell yeah. So it said, Satan has opened a lighter version of hell called heck. What would be there? So like, I take that as like, uh, kind of like, um, horrible things that are mild, you know, mild inconveniences, mild inconveniences are just like really fucking annoying things like pet peeves <laughs> almost. So one thing I told her was, um, when dental floss like rips between my teeth and then gets stuck, mm. that makes me want to die. Yeah. Okay. Slash set my house on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I think like um like obviously like stepping on Legos is really bad. The teeth thing makes me think of popcorn kernels stuck between your teeth. Uh, yeah, the worst. Um mm-hmm. Being on an elevator with someone that, like, insists on small talking. I hate that. Or smells. Oh, God. Just being being trapped with anyone that wants to, like, small talk is... I would I would rather <laughs> pluck mm-hmm. out all of my eyelashes. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Um, being stuck behind a horse and buggy. Oh, yeah. 
or just someone who's driving slow. I guess horse and buggy isn't as like, you know, obvious to people who don't live near Amish country. <laughs> no, but that's, um, a, that's definitely a thing. Like you got like, or like a tractor. Old- mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got old people. That yeah. You're stuck behind. Um, I, I love minor inconveniences to like screw with people. Like, because it's not, it's not evil. It's just a minor inconvenience. So like, this is kind of silly, but like your toaster never toasting, right? It's either way undercooked or like totally burnt. You'll or never it's like good toast. Or it's like burnt. It's like burnt on one side and like underdone yeah. on the other side. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's good. That'd uh, be really sad. Or like the watery the watery part of the ketchup only coming oh, out. Oh, and that's the only part you get. Isn't that yeah. gross? Yes. Or too much salt. The salt comes out way too fast and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Or um or like something being something being like way too spicy and you don't realize it but you've already ordered the thing from the restaurant and you're just like sweaty and you can't taste anything right i fucking hate that mm-hmm, shit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i really i like this because my idea of what hell is is not like brimstone and fire my idea of hell is taken directly from american horror story coven mm-hmm. uh where like everybody's hell is their own personal hell so mm-hmm. it's like whatever moment is like the most horrible moment in your life just over and over and over and over again and that's all you can live. Oh yeah, that's that was like an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So um I just remember it from American Horror Story Coven because at the very end it seemed like her hell was technically heaven and then it just got like progressively worse and worse and worse. There is this one episode so. of Black Mirror where uh, and this is what I think should be like a substitute for the death penalty is like this woman just had to keep reliving this like heinous crime uh, mm. that she did like to a kid and people were just and people were like outside like taking pictures of her and like like viewing her almost like an animal in a zoo and she just keeps doing that forever. Right. Right. Yeah. That that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But that was a good one. I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, you could. Um, you, you'll think of them when they when they happen to you. You'll be like, "Yep, this would be yep. one." Paper cuts. Paper cuts. Yeah, that's a good one. Razor burn. Mm-hmm. Um, sunburn on the back of your knees. Oh, just sunburn in general. The sunburn in general. Uh, sunburn on your feet. Mm-hmm. Mosquito bites. Ugh. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, there's you could fill that shit up. You really could. You really could. Um I'm gonna think on that a little bit more. I might come back to it. Okay. But that was good. I like that. Yep. We're all so, going to heck. All going <laughs> pack your bags, you're going to heck. <laughs> you weren't the fucking worst, but you were pretty damn close. <laughs> but you were pretty bad, and now we just kinda we just wanna like we just want to like minor torture you for the rest. It's of the really comedy. funny because have you watched The Good Place? Yeah, the place where that girl is, where they're like, we don't really know if she was good or if she was bad, but she's like, like in that house in the middle of the desert with like nothing. Yeah, it's just like nothing. Yeah, 
the same couple movies over and over and yeah it's just like yeah. boring yeah 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 oh god oh being suck. bored would be horrible oh <laughs> uh, yeah like you know what i hate is when you have like a nice sunny day but you don't know what to do with it Mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. just feel like you need to take advantage of the day but you don't have anything to do you mean like the entirety of last summer what do you mean the entirety of last summer because we Pretty, yes exa- pandemic? exactly yes no that is exactly right like it's 90 degrees and you're like oh my god like swimming would be great right now going on vacation would be great right now but yep. you're like but you can't no that's the worst mm-hmm I also go to the Twilight Zone episode where the guy has, like, every book in the world, but he breaks his glasses. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was good. Nice. Well, do you have any... I don't even know uh, what we talked about three weeks ago, so... so I I don't don't either, so I don't have any up like any updates or corrections right now. I do have stuff I want to talk about, but I figure we can save it for padded room. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I'm ready when you are. I do want to, I, I do want to sometime look up the Dyatlov Pass thing. I never heard of anything coming from it. I don't think they ever found the hikers. They weren't registered. Is that, is that how it ended? I know that's like, yeah, I'm fairly certain. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, nothing. It's hard because when I look at the news, it's more of it's more of the uh, the the frozen thing about how they think they solved it based on the um, avalanche like snow patterns that they use from the movie Frozen. I think I I think I mentioned that. Yeah. On a yes, show. which was like odd. But they all the both of those happen at like the same time. So when right. I look at any news articles from it. Um, I don't really see anything about the hikers that recently went, went missing, which I guess we might not if they weren't registered. Yeah. Yep. Probably not. But oh, yeah. All right. Well, I'll jump into my story. So. All right. This is one that I was super into when I was. So it happened in 2006. So I must have been in like sixth grade. And I just remember seeing all of the um, like news coverage about it. And I was like holy shit like it was so mind-blowing to me about how something like this could happen um so i will tell you about it um i got my information from a from two articles from the uh the free the detroit free press one is by maureen c gilmer another is by theodore Kim, Tammy Weber, and Will Higgins. I got an article, um, information from an article from the Indie Star by Zach Myers and from a New York Times article by Christopher Mag. All right. So on April 26, 2006, a group of students and employees from Taylor University traveled from the school's main campus in Upland, Indiana, to the Fort Wayne campus to prepare for a banquet as part of the inauguration ceremony for the university's new president. The return trip from Fort Wayne back to the main campus was just over 50 miles on I-69. Just 15 miles from their destination around 8 p.m., a truck driver operating a semi-truck headed north fell asleep at the wheel, crossed the median, and struck the van of students and university employees. The truck peeled off the driver's side of the van, launching several passengers onto the highway, 
killing four students and one university employee. Mm. The victims first reported were 18-year-old Whitney Sirak, 22-year-old Elizabeth Smith, 22-year-old Bradley Larson, 20-year-old Laurel Erb, and 53-year-old Monica Felver. One of the survivors of the crash was identified as 22-year-old Lauren, or I'm sorry, Laura Van Ryn, who had been life-flighted to Parkview Hospital in Fort Wayne and identified by her parents, Susie and Dawn. She arrived to the hospital in a coma-like state, her face swollen and her neck in a neck brace. Meanwhile, on April 30th, a funeral service is held for uh, Whitney Sirak in her hometown of Gaylord, Michigan, where 1,400 mourners gathered to grieve. A week later, on May 7th, Taylor University holds a memorial service for the victims of the accident. Laura Van Ryn's parents attend the ceremony while their daughter remains in critical condition. Eleven days later, Laura is moved from the hospital to a rehabilitation center in Grand Rapids, Michigan, close by to where the Van Ryns live. And on May 22nd, she comes out of the coma, but is not yet alert or able to communicate. Okay. Okay, wait. Mm-hmm. I have questions. Okay. Um, her, you mentioned like she was in a neck brace and everything like that. Like, did she have like severe facial damage? Yes. Okay. Okay. Do you see where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now five weeks post-accident, the young woman becomes more alert and her facial swelling subsides. Though she should be becoming more recognizable, Susie and Dawn Van Ryn notice differences between the young woman laying before them and their daughter, Laura. As she continues to progress and becomes um, able to communicate, she is easily frustrated when visitors and doctors fail to understand what she's trying to tell them. In response to hearing the name Laura directed toward her, she'd say, Whitney. When a therapist gave her a pen and paper and asked her to write her name, she scribbled, Whitney Sirak. Mm. Mm. So, oh my God. Isn't, yeah. So, using dental records uh, to confirm their suspicions, hospital officials determined that the hospitalized woman was, in fact, Whitney Sirak and Laura Van Ryn had died at the scene of the April 26th crash and was currently buried in Whitney's hometown. Do you go into how they, did you say this and I just missed it? Did you go into how they thought that she actually was Laura and not Whitney? I'll I'll go a little bit. I'll go into it. Yeah. But like, so let's just put ourselves there for a second. You're Susie and Dawn and... Mm Uh, over a month ago, your daughter is, or who you think is your daughter, is recovering and in critical condition. They don't think, she, they don't think she's going to make it. Like, she's yeah. in that bad of shape. And then the Cirax are, see, like, you know, seemingly burying their 18-year-old. Right. And then you find out, and then, and then you're in the state of confusion if you're the Van Rines, like, wait a minute, this doesn't seem like our daughter. Yeah, yes. And, and then oh she writes God. down a different name. And then you're like, what the, f-? like, it's it's just, I don't even know how you would reconcile, like, everything that you just went through. And I don't even know who, I mean, clearly it's worse, I guess, for the 
family that really did lose a kid, but it's also like you, the family of Whitney thought that they buried her. Right. But then the family of Laura never got the chance to bury their daughter. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm sure they could have at some point, but like, I'm just saying like your daughter's already buried and had a service. It's like you have this, you, you almost like you delay your grief for a few weeks. Like it's horrible. It's horrifying. Yeah, that's so sad. Yeah. So, do you remember the story at all? It's vaguely familiar, um, but I don't remember it. Like when you started talking about it, I was like, "Oh, oh I no. was, I was so fucking fascinated. I was, and not in a good way. I mean, I was like, whole, like, holy shit! Like how, yeah, how does something like that happen? It, it just right. blew right. my mind as like a what, like twelve year old. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I don't, I still don't, I can't wait to hear you say how they, like, you know, the explanation. Yeah, it's really, it's really not even, like, all that interesting. I'm getting into it now. Um, So, according to the Grant County coroner, Ron Mowry, the mix-up occurred at the site of the crash. So, this crash, it was, like, it, the scene was gnarly. This semi, it took off the, like, driver's side of the car. So bodies and belongings were scattered all over the scene. Like the scene was horrific. Um, so victims and their belongings were just scattered all over the road. And Laura Van Ryan's identification was matched with Whitney Sirak. And then she was airlifted to the Fort Wayne hospital. Whitney's parents de- declined to view the body because they they didn't want to see it. They were they were afraid that it was going to be too dramatic, like traumatic, and they declined to view it. Um, further enabling the confusion was that the autopsy on who they thought was Whitney was not done. Which I don't. Which I can I go into like why it wasn't done, but I'm also just like it. It just seems like. If that one thing were done, this whole thing could would have been prevented. Right, right. So, Dr. Tim Palmbach, um, director of the forensic science program at the University of New Haven, said it was not unusual that no autopsy was done. He stated that, sure, in hindsight, we can say that an autopsy should have been done, but usually if it's clear that the deceased wasn't the driver, an autopsy isn't done. And if they had identifications coming from eyewitnesses at the scene, and from family members, it's not uncommon for the body to just go straight from the accident scene to the funeral home. Mm. So, I mean, I get that, but it's it was just like this perfect storm. Like, there was no autopsy. The family declined to view the body. The person that they believed was Laura that turned out to be Whitney was so badly banged up. Right. And then further complicating the, um, the, the issue, like, the, you know, further leading to the mix-up was that these girls looked a lot alike. Um, they were both blonde. They were roughly the same height. They had similar builds. They had similar facial features. So looking at their pictures, like, they don't look a ton alike. But if you saw, you know, it, it makes sense why that would have happened, especially with how badly um, injured she was. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now that makes sense. I was just like, what in the, fu- like, how the fuck did that no, it's hard. It's like hard to wrap your brain around like, yeah, like what? But but yeah, I right. mean, 
and I watched a video of Whitney speaking and she said that um, it, she believes that Laura's purse had flown like next to her and they just probably saw the blonde hair. Other people were probably like, yeah, that, that description matches Whitney. This one matches Laura. And it just all, it just all got um, really confusing. Yeah. So some question how the mix up could go on for so long. When Laura's college roommate visited two weeks before the mix up had been identified, she told officials at Taylor that she, at Taylor University that she did not believe the patient was really Laura. Mm. And I found that fascinating that she kind of predicted that. Like, I wonder what she saw that other people didn't. And now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder if it's just that, like, you're the f- close family is so glad that their loved one survived that. Yeah. Yes, that, that they're not going to question anything. That they're not, yeah, and they're not seeing it, like, objectively, whereas a friend, like, maybe she saw it with, like, fresh eyes or something. Yeah, yeah. So, or maybe, I mean, she also probably was with her more recently than the family. Yeah, that's true, too. So. Um, lost my place. Okay. Sorry. Oh, that's right. Uh, Doctors were skeptical about whether Whitney would fully recover from the accident. She had significant brain damage. The left side of her body had been crushed and she could barely speak above a whisper. Local pastor Joe Serino of Whitney's hometown summed up the community's reaction to the mix up. He said, we're pretty numb, just shocked. There's joy at the news, but it's tempered by the sadness that this other family's daughter is here now. That they've lost their daughter, Serino said. We just feel that burden. He added, we did everything for Whitney. The service and memorial. She was buried here in town. We're still struggling. <sighs> Four months after the crash, Whitney returned to Taylor and she graduated with her class three years later. Hmm. The incident, I know, isn't that crazy? Like, she graduated, like, when she would have anyway, which I thought was, like, really um, yeah. inspiring. That's phenomenal that she managed to like persevere through all of that and still graduate on time. Yeah. Um, so the incident prompted Indiana lawmakers to enact stricter guidelines regarding coroners identifying victims of fatal crashes. The accident also prompted more cable barriers to be installed along interstate median. Robert Spencer was later arrested on five counts of reckless homicide investigators learned Spencer had falsified his time logs and had been on the road nine hours longer than what the federal law allows. <laughs> Spencer pled guilty and served two years of a four-year sentence. That's, wow. and that honestly breaks my heart. Like, I fully believe that this guy probably knows that he made a mistake and he did that yeah. for whatever reason. And now you just have to live with, like, the fact that you killed five people. Yeah, it's not. it's not like he's he maliciously did that and truthfully we don't know the circumstances and the pressure he was under right truckers truckers work their asses off and they are put under these strict deadlines that half the time are not achievable you know and that's just that's not okay so wow and he does has to live with that forever right and he has to live with that forever and like he gets probably i'm sure He's gotten painted as like a villain and it's just it's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, who knows? Like maybe he was up against a deadline. 
maybe he was trying to earn extra money. Like who, who knows? Like he certainly didn't intend for that. He probably had, you know, all of, all of the wherewithal to think like, okay, I could go for a few more hours. I'm not really supposed to, but yeah. 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 So it's, that's just really sad. It's very sad. And his life is kind of ruined now too, you know? Right. Like I, I, yeah, I I doubt, you know, he's never going to, he's never going to work at a trucking company. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. So it's, it's just really, it's a really unfortunate, like big mistake that he made, but like, you it it's it's a normal it's kind of like a normal response to like oh i can work a little longer you know you try to yeah. like push through and it's just it ends up like fatal and that's blows <laughs> really yeah, sucks it, it really does it really does so in a speech given at taylor on the 10 year anniversary of the crash whitney stated my family had a funeral for me Um, She told the students and staff gathered in the auditorium of the college in Upland, Indiana. A lot of people wonder what people say about you at your funeral. I know. And she, it was really cute. I watched some of the speech. She was like, yeah, I mean, like, it wasn't all good either. Like, some people had really sweet things to say, but my, but my sister got up in front of everyone and told, and told everybody that she didn't think I showered enough. (laughs) Oh my god. And she's like an old coach like said that I really wasn't that good at sports. <laughs> I was just like that's so f-. and she's like she's just and she's so soft spoken like she has like the most soothing voice and she's like you know you don't expect that you say those things and someone can come back and confront you for it. <laughs> right. Right. Oh my god. Did um the other girl's family ever get to have a funeral for their daughter? So I you know what I don't I don't know the answer to that, but I think that I read briefly that her body was exhumed and relocated back to where she was from. Okay. So I do, I think that they did. Okay. Um, so, I just wasn't sure. Yeah. So the, the Van Rhines, or sorry, Whitney goes on to say at that speech, the Van Rhines, they loved me like I was their daughter because they believed that I was their daughter. And even after I wrote Whitney and their world changed and they knew that I wasn't their daughter, they still treated me like I was their family. Mm. Laura's sister, Lisa, became a physical therapist after seeing the work that the PTs did to help Whitney. And Whitney's now married to her high school sweetheart and the couple have three children. That's so sweet. So I did, um, I did one of the articles, um, told about some other cases of misidentification okay um, i have one question before you go yeah on to that uh did it say anything about whitney staying close with laura's family at all yeah she did she was even like she said during that speech that um she still that lisa uh, laura's sister said like i still love you like you're my family like they they did remain like in touch and like close good. it sounds good like. okay, yeah that's good um okay. Yeah, I realize that was that that story was short, but I do have these other few um, yeah. interesting like misidentification cases. Okay. So in July 2004, two Michigan teenagers are misidentified following an automobile crash that killed one of them. The mistake was discovered at the funeral home as one set of parents prepared to bury a child they discovered was not their son. In November 2000, what? <laughs> <laughs> like how the fuck 
I don't, I don't know. So okay. it sounds like a similar thing happened um, where one of the, the one was killed and the other wasn't. And then the parents go to this funeral home and they're like, um, which I do wonder, I just wonder in this case that I'm talking about, like, I wonder how that didn't happen. Like, did the parents, I guess it must have been closed casket. It, it might have been if like they were, if the, you know, the body was like badly beat up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is just like a perfect storm of like, no one laid eyes on what really, who really was Laura and yeah. they looked alike to begin with. It, it's just, it's just crazy. It's like a one in a million. Right. Um, another case in November, 2003, Florida police notified a woman that her daughter had died in a traffic accident, but the victim was actually the daughter's roommate. Oh, fuck. In August 2002, a Kentucky grandmother recognized her grandson in the casket of the funeral of his friend who had been misidentified by his family as the boy who died in a car accident. Ooh. Uh, September 2001, a firefighter who died in the 9-11 attack was mistakenly identified as one of his comrades and buried by the wrong family. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, May of 99, a Connecticut woman and three of her four children were killed when struck by a train. Distraught relatives misidentified the sole survivor as his brother. Yep. So that's awkward. How often has this happened? Um, Pretty fucking often. And in like various states, like it's not yeah. even just like I would... I could kind of see if these all happened in Florida. It's like, okay, another Florida story. Right, yeah. Oh, typical Florida. Yeah. In um, April of 98, a New York family identified a dead girl in a newspaper sketch as their daughter. They were holding a wake when they learned their daughter was alive. And in September of 92, three months after a van accident killed a New York man, it was learned that he had been wrongly identified and the victim was actually a man reported missing by his family. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it does tend to happen. I tend to. That was like 10 friggin' stories. Uh, yeah, it uh, it happens quite often. Yeah, what the fuck? I mean, I don't know why it's so shocking to me that it happens, but I just like, how often are bodies found and you can't identify them all the fucking time. So I don't, you know, and I don't know why it's so surprising to me. It's surprising that it happened. It's it's happened so um recently yeah you know what i mean like those have all happened within the last like 20 years right it's not like it's uh an issue of um like a lack of like technology or a lack of professionals in the field yeah, yeah. oh and i did i did just look up to answer your question um i have a an nbc news article up um that it's from 2006 states that crews on Tuesday exhumed the body of Laura Van Ryn from a Michigan cemetery where the parents of a college classmate had buried her in a tragic case of mistaken identity. Okay. So it does look like, yes. And then it says that friends and relatives gathered to remember Van Ryn who had been a senior just weeks shy of graduation, which is like really heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it does sound like they were able to exhume and um, 
and then have a, a funeral for her, not not for Whitney. Um, but and it's crazy because they really did not, they didn't think that Whitney would make it. They didn't know if she'd ever function the same way because of the brain damage. And right. when I was watching that speech, she she has full use of her body. She, Good. I mean, I don't, I don't know about lasting impacts, but you would never know that like anything that like tragic and life threatening had happened to her. It's kind of a miracle. Yeah, absolutely. But it was sad too because she talked about like feeling a lot of like survivor's guilt. Oh, for sure. And she was like, she was this freshman, and she's like, ever all these other like seniors and this faculty member um, had already like done great things and like were on their way of doing great things, and like I'm the only one that lived. It it was it was it was really heart wrenching. I mean, you could you could tell that it took her a lot of like personal work to yeah like wrestle with that. Yeah, this is probably something she struggles with every day too. Yeah, it does seem like she is kind of realize like what her purpose is now yeah um, which is great yeah and so but i just thought that was so i thought that was like such a weird freak accident yeah and i also think it's crazy that like i can't believe she even remembered her name to be honest with all the brain damage and everything yes to even yeah. write it down yeah yeah like that that happened for a reason yeah it i i just think that's so wild and the family like for the fact that they still like cared for her and yeah i'm just glad they still have the connection because while it does not bring their daughter back at all um you know they still helped care for this this girl and thought it was their daughter and it has to just be a small comfort you know that she's alive yeah, and, and the fact that, that, like, their support of her when they didn't know her identity and after, like, that was probably right. a big reason why she lived. Right, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. I love that story. I mean, it's also terrible, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's also super sad, but it's it's still really cool. And I'm glad that, like, she didn't live her whole life as the wrong person. Uh, right yeah that's what i wonder like obviously they would have figured it out but how much longer would it have had to go on if she couldn't write or if she couldn't remember her name like right how much longer would that have happened like gone on for before they were like oh like shit this really is not our daughter (laughs) yeah like oh fuck yeah oh you never know i mean technically i mean I, i don't know she didn't have any damage to her face like her face wasn't altered at all no, um, just just like bad bruising and like, you know, like scars and stuff, but nothing that like altered her like facial features. Yeah, yes. Okay. I was just thinking like, you know, if she did have massive facial trauma, she really could lift her life as somebody and nobody would have known. I, know? I That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's really crazy. And like the that I mean, that crash was gnarly. Like, yeah. Mm, yeah so yeah um but yeah it was that was a little bit of a shorter story but that's okay we're dipping our toes back in the water and it was a good story too i couldn't i couldn't go right into like uh violence and death after no 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 that was that was good i really liked that it was different cool i'm glad you liked it awesome um i have 
options for padded room now that I'm thinking about it. Ooh, options. Okay. <laughs> I could do them both too, but I just don't want to like overwhelm everyone. Um, I mean, so I that was short. To, you could do them both. So I got to talk to, I'm in a group uh, on Facebook where everybody's name is Rachel and I just think it's fucking hilarious. But <laughs> um, it's a really supportive group and it's actually kind of cool because like everybody's from different walks of life. So there is a Rachel that's a coroner in the group. Um, and I got to ask her some questions. I did not know you were in this group. I think this is amazing. I think it's honestly really cool. Um, and I know that sounds so cheesy, but literally everyone's name is Rachel or some variation of Rachel, or it's like their middle name. That's Um, really funny. (laughs) Yeah. And it's called my favorite Rachel, which is hilarious too. Um, so there's a Rachel that's a coroner and she, um, she answered some questions and of course the one that came out of my mouth was is it true that you don't remove a tampon if you die with a tampon in it is true yes why because and she explained this and i was like well i feel like a dick for asking now um and i hope it makes everybody else feel like a dick but they're like we don't go digging around in bodies and like you know we don't examine every orifice on a human you know, whenever they come in, like we prepare the body for burial and everything, but we're not like jamming our fingers around down there and finding tampons and shit. And she's like, unless the family literally says she still has a tampon in, please take it out. We're not going to know. And I, I was like, if any families okay. ever asked that? I, I mean, she didn't allude to that happening, but like that made sense to me. Like, oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Media really portrays what coroners do entirely fucking different than what they actually do. Um, so she was like, yeah, we don't, she's like half the time when we get like patients in from the hospital, they still have their fucking catheters inside. Damn. And she was like, and we leave them because we're not trying to rip things out and disturb the body anymore. So yeah, you could be buried, you know, with a catheter in too. I would think that maybe if it were like somehow relevant to the autopsy, like, I don't know. Nope. Nope, because oh. I asked that too. I was like, "Well, what about like?" Well, she's not a coroner. Let me say that she's a funeral director. Oh well, that's and a little I said, okay. And I said, "Well, what wouldn't the coroner take it out?" And she said, "Nope." And she said, the "Coroners, do, coroners don't do that either." And she said, "The amount of times we get all of the organs in the exact same place and never removed, and like they don't they don't go fishing around. It's not like CSI where they're like literally examining every single inch of the body." Mm-hmm. So she was like, no. So nurses just snip the catheters. They come in. Uh, tampons are still in. They don't ever remove like assistive devices because if that's the way they came in, that's the way they're getting buried. And the same for the coroner. The coroners usually don't do everything that we see in the media. Hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? So wow. um, I have never like <clears throat> even considered that before. Yeah. So it was just. I had found, you know, the tampon thing on a TikTok and it was kind of terrifying. Um, but oh, man, I want to feel like I need to specify now, like, if you find my body and I have a tampon in, I do not want that in the afterlife. <laughs> yeah, please take this out because like, get it I out of me. I don't want to do. Yeah, I don't want to be buried with that motherfucker. No. Uh. Um, hold on. I, I had to pull it up and see. She was very, very helpful because I was like, what the fuck? Um, Okay. Yeah, she said, unless someone tells me it's there, which most people won't know that about a loved one, I won't know it's there. I don't go probing people. 
we do have what are called AV plugs in which the A stands for anal and the V stands for vaginal, but we rarely use them, those anymore, but they're used to prevent leakage. So essentially if they did use those, they might find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she said, we don't remove things from bodies, medical devices, implants. If it's not something that doesn't need to be removed, we don't, it's a lot more work to do that. We cut catheters and let them recede into the body. Damn. Um, and then she said, hospitals don't remove anything disposable before they send the bodies. They leave that to the funeral directors. Uh, if it's easy enough to pull off leads and stuff, they'll do it. Um, but that's about it. And then she said the coroners don't concern themselves with removing medical things unless it's pertinent to an investigation or in their way. I've had autopsy cases that come in with many manner of medical things, plus their belongings and organs. Hmm. So, yeah. Wow. That's That's very interesting. Yep. It's a very interesting group. It was like a thing where you talk about a fact that makes you uncomfortable. (laughs) um and she commented your fingernails don't grow after death that's your body shrinking so then of course i commented uh yeah your finger like how everyone says your hair and nails technically grow after you die they never stop uh it's the moisture leaving your body so your fingernail beds recede (gasps) it's the same thing with like the teeth how like i did the tuberculosis story where they'd say like their teeth would be pointy and like it was just because their gums were receding from being you know so i commented that um so yeah it was it was a really informative uh post like apparently if your body stops producing um what is it if for some reason your body stops producing um collagen and like everything that it needs to like heal your wounds all of your wounds would reopen so like all your surgery scars because your body is constantly actively healing from that. That is gross. horrifying. Yeah. So really oh. informative. Um, the other thing I was going to talk about was the TikTok cult. Yeah, I and haven't you heard don't of this. Know, you don't know what it is, and I'm so excited to open your eyes to the TikTok cult. So oh there is a community and I think it's in North Carolina. I don't quote me on that. Cause like whatever, but it, they're trying to pretend like they're a commune, but it's a cult. Um, there's absolutely no vetting process. They invite everyone. So they'll literally on this TikTok give the address, be like, come down, it's free land for free people. And then they'll show all the anemones. And like, it's literally like a fucking lawn chair with a bucket underneath it for the shitter, like shit like that, you know? And, mm. uh, it's terrifying. Um, but they always, they're like, they're preying on people and don't even realize it. Like, so like, you'll, like teenagers will comment and be like, I'm not 18 yet. I can't wait to come down when I'm 18. And I'm like, no, baby, it's a cult. Like, it is fully that... a dangerous cult. Oh my God. I have to look into this immediately. Yes. So if you type in TikTok cult, it's the first thing that comes up. They have eaten a cat. <gasps> what? Um, yeah. They, they like... People have done deep dives into this TikTok cult. Like the fact that they don't have a vetting process is terrifying. Like they've had sex offenders there that are like, like I'm saying like, like violent, active, violent sex offenders, like uh, allegations of like sexual assault and shit. Like, I don't know. The whole thing is sketch as fuck. So I want you to look into it a little bit so we can actually talk about it next week. Um, but yes, TikTok cult. Wait a minute. How long has this been going on? A while. They claim that the um 
the uh, the land is not owned by anyone, you know, free land for free people, but someone did a deep dive into the records and one person owns it. And like, it's really fucking weird. Is this guy that owns it related? Like, is he? Uh... Nope. He's like out of the picture. Well, what's his deal? No, no idea. Does he no know this idea. is happening on his land? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's probably like, uh, you know, just hiding back in the shadows. Um, well, I'm, I, you know what I bet it is? I bet it's some kind of like sex trafficking thing. Maybe. They're claiming to be 100% sustainable living in an eco-friendly community. But oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's definitely a cult. Like, you know, that is my dream to have like 100 acres and have all my family live on it and like in little tiny houses. I think that'd be cool as fuck. But I would not just let anybody fucking come there. Ew, no, I wouldn't even let like acquaintances come there. No. So it's it's super gross. They have to work all day, okay, in order to just get the basics, food, water, and shelter. And then they sleep in tiny shared bunks with other people. So they all have to do like all this unpaid labor to live there. Um, they ate a stray cat. They claimed that the cat killed their chickens, so they killed the cat. They didn't want the cat to go to waste, so they ate it. What's is this have a name? Uh, tree is alive. Okay, yeah, I found it. Um, yeah, and then there's a bunch of like really terrifying accusations out there about them. Hmm. So oh, it yeah. might not be the standard definition of a cult, but the other thing is like everybody always asks them questions, like like serious questions about this that they're concerned about. And they just completely fucking avoid those questions. Oh yeah. The first rule about fight club is you don't talk about fight club. Yep. So, so yeah, check out the TikTok cult and we're going to go into a deep dive. Eating a stray cat claiming that the cat killed their chickens. So they killed yep. the cat. <gasps> they didn't want the cat to go to waste. So they ate it. Yeah, can you imagine what? if fucking Manson had TikTok? <laughs> uh, I this is blowing my mind. Yep, yep. So I hope I send you down that rabbit hole this this you know the next couple days. <sighs> Do you have anything for padded room, or did I just blow your mind? Uh, no, I'm done. No, okay, I have nothing. I have nothing. That's fine. I have nothing but morbid fascination okay no problem wow yep i can't wait i can't fucking wait i'm so excited okay yes i'm seeing the subheading that says while the tree is alive tiktok can be concerning at times it does not seem to be a cult by the standard definition okay but it's definitely a cult it's definitely a cult I, I, somebody else dug deeper. Like you just need to download TikTok and not make a fucking account, but you can still watch all their videos. And then you can watch all the videos that everyone else has made explaining why it's a cult. Well, this is saying that it has no, it's because it has no leader. But it does. The guy that owns it? Yeah. I'm fairly certain the guy who owns it is the leader. Who the fuck owns it? There, there's the t- I don't have the name, but the tick the the girl goes into like the TikTok about like on the TikTok about like who owns the land and like it's owned by one person, um, and it's not as you know as sweet and gentle as they make it out to be. 
Oh, that is creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So there's your there's your tea for the evening. Piping hot. Ew. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. I'm gonna do our social media. By the mm-hmm. way, we are on TikTok. I just never upload anything because I got really tired of writing the stories that I already wrote into 60 second versions and it was really hard. Um Facebook is Chardonnay ampersand DNA. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Twitter that we never use is Chardonnay DNA. Instagram is Chardonnay and DNA. Um, website is Chardonnay and DNA.com. Uh, email is the same Chardonnay and DNA at gmail.com. We have a Patreon subscribe so that we can keep this going. Um, and then my final shout out for the, uh, the animals. It's not going to be a typical animal. It's someone's cat. And I just need to tell everyone about it real quick. Is it a um, social media cat? It's a social media cat. We follow them on the, on our Instagram. Is it Sherman? No, it's Winky. What is Winky? Winky the dwarf cat. They named her after the elf in Harry Potter. Oh, But she's the most precious. Like, I, I'm not kidding. I literally look at her and cry. <laughs> Oh my god. Because she's so precious. She's so like squat. She yes, in her little face. I just want to kiss her little face so much. I said oh, she- to Joey, if I ever had this cat, I would do nothing but watch this cat all day. I'd be crippled by how cute it is. Oh my gosh, it has such <sighs> like a little derpy face. <laughs> she's so precious and I love her so much. Um but yes, her name is Winky, and the Instagram is Winky the Dwarf Cat. I'm on it right will, now. Yeah, you will not regret it. Yeah, her eyes are adorable. Her She's little cute. Her little chin is just perfect. She looks like she could be related to Sherman because they both a little have bit that, that chin. Yeah, but she also is much shorter than Sherman, and her eyes are much more expressive. And I just love her. Yeah, she's real cute. That was good. Yeah, so please check out Winky. Um, she has a wish list of things. I'm going to try and buy her a fountain <laughs> to drink from because they have oh, a big one and it's too big for her little face. <laughs> she probably so. gets, poor thing, probably like drowns, drowns in it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, this seems important. She needs this fountain. So I'm scraping up money and saving so I can send her this fountain. <laughs> That's adorable. Aw, she's super cute. Yeah. So check out Winky. Um Winky and the TikTok it. cult. That'd yeah, be a Winky, great band name. It would be. Winky's also on TikTok too. Winky has a TikTok. Winky has a TikTok. <laughs> she's okay. Just precious. precious. I'm down. So yes. So all right. Well, thanks for listening to us ramble and to our new story. We are back and we will continue to be back. Um Shoot us an email, say hi, and yeah. Eat glass. Oh, you can actually say it. <gasps> when I when I did the hiatus episode, I said, I can't say eat glass, but Becky is saying it in spirit, so lick all the rust. <laughs> well, I'm saying eat it and eat it good. Yes, and that's it. All right, bye. Bye.